Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission. Dom Giordano on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. Miranda, happy Thanksgiving. Thank you very much for coming on today. And, boy, uh, that is an extensive column today. Tell me what you take away from this documentary. Thanks, Dom, and happy Thanksgiving to you, too. Um, look, the documentary really shocked me. I was sceptical from the beginning about the entire, um, you know, hysteria around the George Floyd death and the pressure, the riots, um, the fact that you had a governor there, Tim Waltz, and you had this ridiculous soy boy mayor, um, Jacob Fry, who were so... Um, just weaponized it and whipped up the the mob, didn't uh, basically handcuff the police, didn't allow them to do anything. And and then remember, Maxine Waters goes there uh, to the mob and insists, demands a guilty plea while the trial is going on. It was clear that Derek Chauvin didn't get a fair trial just because of the pressure that was being applied to the jurors. Um, but I didn't know the extent of the injustice, um, the amount of material that this documentary, um, The Fall of Minneapolis, uh, shows was withheld from the jury. Um, for instance, that the hold that Derek Chauvin used, you know, we were told that and, and we saw video that showed uh, it seems that he was kneeling on the neck of George Floyd and that that caused George Floyd's death. Um, now, I knew at the time that, you know, he had a, George Floyd had a lethal dose of fentanyl in his system, et cetera. Um, that did come out. But, um, but, you know, I didn't know that the medical examiner had had to change, you know, had changed his initial verdict on cause of death. Uh, I didn't know that that hold that um, Derek Chauvin used was in the training manual that Derek Chauvin's mother showed to Liz Collin, who's the expert journalist who made this documentary. Um, there's a, an image of exactly what George Floyd was doing. And then there's other body cam footage that shows, or suggests anyway, that he didn't have his knee on the neck of George Floyd, but sort of on the shoulder. Um, and that was the approved hold, you know, movement or uh, it's called a some sort of a technique that they use to subdue, um, you know, troublesome subjects. And uh, that was, you know, cop after cop um, interviewed in this documentary said that was what they were trained to use. That was the training that they had. And Chauvin was a by-the-book guy. Anyway, there's enough there to make you really question um, what went on there, and especially with the other three cops who were like, one of them was three shifts in, just straight out of the academy. The other one was four shifts in. They really didn't do anything. Chauvin was the, um, you know, the expert who'd been there for 20 years in the, in the Minneapolis Police Department. Um, and then there's this other absolute, I mean, I just urge everybody to watch this. There's so much, but there's this 
just shocking testimony that's come from the um, prosecutors at the time. Um, three of them resigned or, or right. took themselves off the case because they disagreed with charging um, those other three officers. They thought it was really unethical to do that. And they talk in this testimony on this completely separate uh, a sexual, uh, some sort of sexual harassment lawsuit um, that from one of the prosecutors against her then boss. Um, but all these other prosecutors line up and say, you know, that, that the atmosphere at the time was insane, the pressure was insane to charge them with anything, to throw the book at them, whether it was just or not. And these these prosecutors who had integrity refused to go along with it. But um, because they had Keith Ellison, who'd taken over, the, the, right. who was the Attorney General, who's an Antifa lover, you know, far left-wing guy, um, they were all weaponizing this. Remember, this is just months before the election of, uh, you know, the, the election of Joe Biden. They were weaponizing all this to create mayhem uh, to reflect badly on Donald Trump. Yes, that's uh, the ultimate goal. Now, you are someone who does this at the highest levels, be it Hunter Biden or a go to on January 6th. Is there anything in this documentary, though? Uh, I think uh, Megyn Kelly had them on. That's where I heard some of it. And they seem to be legitimate people. Is there anything here that challenges this, though, that you want to see more to say? In other words, when I watch this with the cop there, though, Miranda, is there anything that says, all right, this technique you can do, but if the person appears to be potentially going to be fatal, then you have to switch to something else or do something else. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Well, the way one of the cops describes it, that um, clearly they felt that Floyd was high on some sort of drug. And in fact, there's body cam footage showing he, he'd swallowed, he'd, he'd put some pills in his mouth to hide them. He'd done that previously in another police pickup because he had a long criminal history. Um, and uh, and they asked him if he was high. He said no, but he was certainly behaving in that sort of erratic fashion. And what one of the cops said was, you know, when you have someone in that position, I've seen it, they come to and they get violent and they lash out. He was a six foot six, very big guy. He'd already been kicking at one of the cops um, the four of them had trouble subduing him. And so the other thing was that 36 seconds into when they first had him on the ground and were trying to subdue him, um, one of the cops called the ambulance because they knew that he was he had some sort of drug problem. You know, it was affected by drugs in some way and he was complaining that he couldn't breathe. Even before they touched him, he was complaining he couldn't breathe and he was being hysterical. So I guess they felt that they needed to get him medical attention. It took the, the fire departments like blocks away, it took them 20 minutes to get there, took another, um, took the ambulance that eventually did come there, you know, it took them eight or nine minutes. I mean, it was a, a terrible delay and there was apparently 
some sort of a, a mix-up. They went to the wrong place. Uh, mm-hmm. And so, um, you know, if, if those ambulance, those EMTs had arrived on time when they should have, they might have been able to save George Floyd, uh, giving him Narcan, giving him something. And so, you know, I guess, look, you look at Chauvin during that video and you think, why didn't you do something? Why didn't you turn him over and give him heart massage or something? But, you know, I guess in the split second, uh, he made the wrong decision. But does he deserve to go to jail for 20 no, that, that, that's the point. That, that's where you and I, we've come to the point there. I watch that and I come to the point, this is not, uh, I'm, I'm willing to see the documentary. You have correct police work at a certain point, but putting this guy in jail for this length of time, we've had cases like this in Philadelphia. It's overkill on this and it's driven. Some of these people were inside this by the fear everybody had that they have to deliver these cops up. I like what you said, too, about the other three cops. What are they supposed to do in this situation? Yeah, they're rookies. And, uh, you know, when you have Maxine Waters coming out in the middle of the um, the trial and telling, revving up the crowd and saying, we demand a guilty verdict, those jurors were not sequestered. The judge uh, refused to allow the trial to be moved to a, a less febrile location um, and so the jurors were running the gauntlet every day. They knew exactly what would happen to them if they didn't deliver a guilty verdict. And that's, in fact, what, um, you know, the documentary makes pretty clear. And, and look, the fact that it was an approved training hold by the, the Minneapolis mm-hmm. Police Department means the onus is on them. I mean, it's, the, 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 the diagram of how to do the hold is in the training manual and um, and it's pretty much exactly what Chauvin was doing. You know, he was apparently a by-the-book cop, maybe to a fault, but um, to have the the you know the chief of police get into the witness box and say under oath that no, that's not our training, uh, you know, in our training, and the head of training to say the same thing. I mean, it's clear that it certainly was in the training manual that Derek Chauvin had, and there are other cops who say, yes, it's part of the training. So if it is part of the training, it should have been taken out of the training. I mean, that's a learning experience that they needed to have if that's what caused uh, George Floyd's death. But, you know, the initial uh, autopsy uh, does does not say that. It says there's no signs of asphyxia, that, in fact, uh, George Floyd, I mean, bless his soul, no one would wish him to die like that, but um, George Floyd had many health problems. You know, he, he lived a very unhealthy lifestyle. He had high blood pressure. He had one of his arteries was 75% occluded. He was a drug taker. He'd just taken drugs. He had fentanyl and methamphetamine in his system. I mean... It's tragic that he died, but the, the, the way it was twisted to uh, turn him into a saint, to make this judgment on all police and to inject racism into it was just so vile and so political and deliberately done by the Democrats of that city and that state to try and get an edge for Joe Biden in the election against Donald Trump. And frankly, I think it worked. You know, the the atmosphere of lawlessness, the rioting, the arson, the murders that swept across the country from Minneapolis, which 
just had hobbled their police and didn't allow them to deal with the rioting. Um, that was, uh, I think, a black mark against Donald Trump because he seemed unable to stem the the violence. It scared people, and people associated the the violence with sort of opposition to Donald Trump. I think uh, absolutely right. Uh, Miranda Devine, New York Post with us. Anything more that you're looking at with Hunter Biden? Where are we with that? Look, I think um, really it's in the hands of uh, James Comer and Jason Smith and Jim Jordan in the Congress. They seem to have uh, really upped uh, the tempo of their investigation since the new speaker, uh, Johnson's come on board. And so um, they have subpoenas out, they've asked for transcribed interviews, all sorts of interesting people from, um, you know, not just the obvious of Hunter and Jim Biden, who I'm not sure uh, they're ever going to get um, to testify for them, but certainly people like, uh, you know, Jason Galanis, who's in jail, one of Hunter Biden's former business partners, he seems to have a lot to say, um, and other former business partners who know a lot about where the bodies are buried, um, if they come forward now because of uh, the fact that James Comer um, has the inquiry under the auspices of a, an impeachment inquiry, he has more powers, including, very importantly, the ability to offer these witnesses immunity from prosecution, exactly. immunity from uh, incriminating themselves. Um, so that will probably loosen a lot of tongues. For listeners now who um, have heard you, admired work, see you on Fox News, when does your column appear? How many times a week and, and what days do we get it in the New York Post? Well, it's two times a week, um, basic, and, and then sometimes, like I've got another story I'm doing today, which is uh, which will be very interesting, um, something about, uh, let's call it, it's about Pfizer. So that's a good story. Ah, so I'm, okay, but yes. I'm in every... Every every Monday and every Thursday, and then like extra extra bits and pieces during during the week. And I've got a book coming out um, uh, next year, which will be the sort of sequel to the Laptop from Hell, basically all about the cover up. <laughs> ah, well, we'll look forward to that and go to town promoting that for you, Miranda. Thank you very much. Thanks for coming on when we uh, call you, and have a great Thanksgiving. Thanks so much. You too, Dom. Dom Giordano, weekdays noon till 3, from Talk Radio 1210, WPHD. Baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode. And catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.